0: Welcome back to Kingdom Cast. It's your host, Bad Luck Chuck. We're back at it for another week as we are in the middle of training camp here. i um, like to welcome Chiefs, Chiefs Kingdom here. Uh, to the top right-hand corner is my guy, Country. In the bottom right-hand corner is my guy, Boogie. And we bring back our special guests this week. Um, we have Aaron Ladd of Channel 41 News, Cash HB. Uh, he's sports anchor there. So, Aaron, I'd like to welcome you to Kingdom Cast. How you doing this evening, man?
1: Hey, man, appreciate the warm welcome. Been waiting to get on. Excited to be here. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're gonna make the stories better on this episode of Kingdom Cast.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes sir. same other day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, sir. We was talking about that in the back. Make the stories better. So we definitely gonna try to make the stories better this evening. So first off, Aaron, I wanna ask you this, man. Um, what made you come over to KSHB KS 41 and also, uh, you know, where you get your fix in as far as uh, you being a sports fan?
1: Definitely. From the Atlanta area originally, shout out all my Atlanta area folks, Falcons fan, Hawks fan, Braves fan growing up. My parents really took me to games, and that was kind of how I fell in love with sports so on that aspect. Knew I wanted to work close to sports, so that was always my dream. I was never a great athlete, so I had to find another route, and that was, early, that was obvious from an early age, so I just kind of, I stuck with writing. I I was editor in chief of my newspaper senior high school. Uh, Then I ended up going to the University of Missouri at their journalism school and uh, really just fell in love with sports. And and, and it's crazy that it's come together and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I'm loving it. I'm here at 41 now. Been here for about a year and some change. And it's been awesome. Man, It's nothing like covering a winner. It's nothing like, you know, covering Super Bowl teams and, and, and truly since I've been here a year and a half, Kansas City has embraced me, so I, I, I'm happy to show that love back.
0: Yeah, and like when I first seen that um, that you got hired on Channel 41, I seen that you was a guy. I was like, oh, y'all you know, cool with this guy already? But you know, <laughs> gotta do a little background check on
1: you. But that one will, so. he the bodyguard. He he had to make sure he had to check my ID and everything, bounce me out the club. Because that's when you was hot. When when I came in, you you were hot, right? So you was bouncing everybody out the club, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that. I guess you could say that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's great to have you here at Kansas City, man, covering sports and everything. You've been doing a great job. Man. And uh, we're definitely going to get into uh, what's going on and shoe up at training camp so far. So I want to start you out with this, man. Um, I've been seeing some things going on as far as, like, the fans are concerned in, regard- in regards to, like, how much stock they're putting into this training camp. Um, I've seen some wild tweets being handed out. So, like, for example, the first day of pads, you know, um, this tweet, I think it's from Dove Kleinman. He tweeted out uh, Chris Jones and Joe Tooney's contracts, and he said Chris Jones dominated, and it was over the one-on-one drill. I'm like, you tweeted out their contracts, and that's what you got out the drill, tweeting out their contracts? So, how much stuff do fans want really you to put in the trade account, in your opinion?
1: I am taking everything with a grain of salt this time of year. I mean, it's August and and this is a popular thing that goes on on social media when it's like the only football that we've had to consume in the last four or five months. It's it's like the only thing when we jump straight to these huge conclusions, like think about the team that you see on week one versus the team you see at the end of the year. Sometimes those are two completely different teams. The stuff that we're seeing now Uh, Yes, it means something, but it means something as for where players are now and where teams are now. We see teams change so much throughout the year. You have to consider everything in the grand scheme of things. I think health is one thing that you should look at because that's something that that can determine what your season ultimately looks like. If you have a lot of players going down in training camp, well, that's that's obviously going to be a big story. But one-on-one battles and contract talk and a lot of this speculation on Twitter – I think that I think that this group is smarter than that and knows that things things can develop over time throughout the NFL season.
2: True to that. Uh I looked at it as two, two guys that are at the top of their games battling. If he can't handle Chris Jones, cool. Like it's not a lot of Chris Jones in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if he can get to the point where they can stalemate and he can handle Chris Jones. He can handle anything in this league. Still sharp and still. So who cares what they make? I don't I don't care that they make eighty million dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That don't matter to me. It's all it only matters on Sunday. Who cares what they do on a Tuesday in August? Yeah, I was
0: just like, what was the point? What was
2: the point of really tweeting out those contracts in the drill? That he was a He's a Patriots wild. fan, bro. What's up, Markel? He a Patriots fan, bro. Low key. So exactly. he just his bias was showing. It's all good though. This is the new thing, and we keep saying this: Chiefs fans, you do not have to defend the Chiefs on every single media post. You don't <laughs> have to do it. All they want is clicks. You know what I'm saying? And we help them out every time. We cannot help it. We're not the the the, the joke on David Letterman anymore. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like we used to be. The hunter and we was hunting the Patriots for all them years and hunting whoever was at the top. Now we are the hunted. Everybody's gonna come after us, bro. We do not have to defend our kingdom every single tweet, bro. We can't help it though. It's like we, we so used to being the underdogs, we cannot help it. It's ridiculous,
3: bro. It's like I said and, and Dove, he always messing with Chiefs fans too, man.
2: Because it's he's easy,
3: always, he, he's one of those ones, man. All the time, he's all that he's a repeat offender, man. That it's was like, whack, man, was come on. on, they salary and training. Camp who was, was the, the whack, girl bro. we
2: were talking about, come Boogie? On, the man. girl song. first week of pads. <laughs> <laughs> who was the girl? She like from DC, but she was a Cowboys fan, and she was like, Why are the Chiefs talking about going 20 and 0? Why not? It's they August, who cares? Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? You're like. Why shouldn't we have that mindset that we want to be 20 and oh?
1: Every That's team should have that mindset this time of year. Every team thinks they can go 20 and 0 right now. Everybody's healthy. Everybody, everybody got their draft picks in. Like everybody's trying to go 20 and 0.
2: Right. So why would she single us out? Because she knows we are gonna respond in waves. It's gonna be Chiefs Kingdom in your DMs and your and your time line. for two days. If you say, if you say Mahomes, Mahomes got a messed up haircut. We don't heads, bro. It, don't matter. it doesn't matter. If you disrespect this, you're going to get attention, bro. But we got to chill sometimes. The right. fans, I mean.
0: Right, right. But yeah, I'm going to say something, Mark Hill. <laughs> Mark Hill, don't get your feelings, bro. What's up, Chris? What's up, Eddie? But, <laughs>
2: what's up, Chris? What's up, Eddie? What's up with it? Speaking of office
0: alignment though, man uh, While we're on the subject of Joe Tooney, man um, I want to go to another office alignment I want to talk about Trey Smith Trey Smith, he's pretty much been a highlight of camp so far, man Uh, Trey Smith, he has came in from day one Handling his business Where the pass been off, where the pass been on Like, he's held his arm pretty well Against Chris Jones and all the other defensive linemen And drills and 11-on-11s and 7-on-7s and that nature Okay, so, Aaron, I'm going to ask you this how high of a ceiling do you think Trey Smith has?
1: Uh, didn't he have like a first-round grade coming in before, before the medical stuff popped up? Uh, it, like I thought, I thought the evaluation was a first-round grade, and it's almost back-to-back years in the draft now where we can look at Brett Veach and say he got the steal of day three. If you look at Lejarius Sneed and now with potentially what Trey Smith looks like he could come in and do. Uh, absolutely, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. I, I'm talking with some of the media guys earlier. I'm like, this dude is like not even, I mean, he's a rookie. You're like, you, you're looking at his not only his build, but his technique with it as well. Um, it, it, it's a shocker,
0: yeah. And like, but because I've seen Chiefs fans, I mean, it goes back to um, us being a little bit overboard, you know what I mean? Because we've got to see him take an actual NFL snap. And I'm like, I kind of want to see him go against. Um, all these other defensive linemen and not just our own, just to see how he handles himself, but I think he can be an extremely good player in the future. Um, I know some Chiefs fans that want to make the comparison with him and Will Shields, and I'm like, I'm like, okay. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa. That's a tall task, whoa. man. It's you early. Know, and, it's whoa. early,
1: and it's not going to be perfect. Like His, his rookie Ooh. year is not going to be perfect. He's going to make mistakes like every rookie does, but when you think about the draft, and you're thinking about day three picks, I mean, the fact that he's somebody that you're going to plug and play in on week one, you got to consider that a, a success so far.
2: Oh, you know what I was thinking? Do you think that they saw the reaction to KO last year? Because when KO came out the first game, he was so aggressive. He was pushing people all over there. He was like, oh, the fans like that type of guy? Okay, we can go get that type of guy. And now we got Trey Smith. So I'm going to give him KO right now. He got a ways to go to get to Will Shields. We ain't going to do that right now. It, that's yeah, a different yeah. level right there. Like, he really got to put in some work this year to beat Will Shields. Will Shields is a legend. Like, you can't just give him that off top. But he's he been kicking ass, man, every day. He like, uh, who was the guy? At first it was Tyree. Remember, Boogie, when Tyree came in? Every day it was like, Tyree Hill did this. Tyreek Hill catches it over two guys. Terrence is like, "Yo, Tyreek Hill." And now, Lewis Reddick is the new
3: man. Lewis Reddick, do block me, bro, please. I'm- come on, I'm free Lord. country, man. He ain't got all day, man. Free country. Come on. You know guys. what? Really hurts, I'm, so- I'm sorry, Aaron. I called. I
2: called. I called call Lewis Reddick Andy Reid's mouthpiece. Maybe that was a disrespectful way I put it. I admit that. I, I maybe the way I put it was disrespectful, but the intent was not disrespectful. Then I was listening to A Ten, they were saying, like, yeah, you know, if Riddick says it, that means Andy Reid is saying it. I'm like, that's the same thing I was saying.
1: Like, you gonna, know how you know how you anyway. said it though. You know how you said it though. You put a little extra exactly. you made, the story, you made the story better. You made the story better. You add a little extra sauce <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Little
2: too spicy, country. Little Lewis spicy Riddick, country. if you ever <laughs> see this, I, I apologize. Please unblock me, bro. I can't I can't take it, bro. I can't take it.
0: We've had to send this man. But
2: no, nah, every day it was Tyreek Hill did this. Tyreek Hill did that, and then it was every day Mahomes did this. Mahomes did that. Oh my God! Now it's every day Trey Smith is punishing guys. He's he pushing them to the ground. Like every day, it's something new about him, bro. It's like. He's, a, he's definitely the diva of camp right now, or the star of the camp right
1: now. Let me say this. It, and it, another guy that I'm going to mention later. It, it definitely helps that he's coming in with a completely new unit. You know, like, not only is he coming into one of the most successful franchises in in, a, in the NFL right now, but he's also joining off as a line room that has five new starters. The the mistakes that he makes learning the playbook and the offense are the same mistakes that presumably the other guys are going to make because they're new and they're learning it as well. That's what I would say. And and the as well as the physicality, something that that stands out in, in this day in the NFL, a team that throws the ball fifty times, uh, to have an offensive lineman that is openly saying to the media, "I like a physical brand of football. I like violence. I like when we put on. I like when we putting on the pass because I can hit it another dude." Uh, that's refreshing to hear in twenty twenty
0: one. Yep. And one player in particular that stood out to me uh, when we was out there in the rain for the first, for like the, I think it was the third day of pads or whatever. We was out there in the rain, and yeah. wait a minute, it wasn't a pad day. But anyway, we was out there when it was raining.
2: No, it wasn't a pad day.
0: No, it wasn't a pad day. But when we was out there and it was raining, uh, the Chiefs ran the GT counter that a lot of people was looking for because um, it's something that was in Oklahoma's playbook, and Trey Trey Smith just pancakes the hell out of Jaron Reed. He just straight flattens him, dog. Like, the dude has just been impressive, man. And it's just been great to see, man. So I just want to see him in the NFL game now and hopefully just translate for years to come.
1: It's the NFL. I mean, you're going to get got. Every every once in a while, you're going to get got. Dudes in the, NFL, in the NBA say all the time, like, every once in a while, you're going to get crossed. Like, th- these are professionals. These are some of the best who do it. Like, that's why I don't put too much stock into some of these videos you see on social media where it's like, one play one-on-one versus a guy who's not even in pads. Like, come on, we know we got a long season ahead. You
0: see, Eddie High said Frank Clark in 2019
1: yeah. had a new guy bust. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
2: Hey, shout out to Eddie man. Eddie Eddie put up content in training camp and it's almost like you there. Bro, I appreciate Eddie, Eddie bro. If you do not follow ADI on Twitter, follow him if you love training camp. He puts up a lot of video, a lot of content. I don't know if anybody paying him to do that, or he just <laughs> he just got a good man phone with great man. battery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Follow posting on, on Twitter. He's put out some fire training content for us, man.
0: And uh, oh, I thought you said
2: pirate. I was about to say, bro, don't get him in trouble. <laughs> nah,
0: man. <laughs> oh,
2: so so Aaron is another guy that's that's getting a buzz, and is from an unlikely source. Marcus Kemp. I'm hearing something about Marcus Kemp every day. We went up there and seen him, and he made – well, it wasn't him that day. But Marcus
3: Kemp, Jody Forsen, every day you hear something about those two guys. That's who I was going to ask about. I got him getting a $1,000 yeah, this year. Who is it? It's training camp. That's how wait. training camp got me feeling. Wait. That's how training camp got me
1: feeling. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Hey, I'm, man, sorry. I'm sorry. My, uh, I'm
3: sorry. He's my John Baldwin of the training camp, man. You know, every year we hike somebody up. up. This is who I got. Yeah, I got him in the that, man.
1: Both of them getting a lot of noise for good reasons. Marcus Kemp actually caught my eye at Tyreek Hill's little celebrity basketball game. I like I, He was one of the guys there that I hadn't really seen because I came in when it was virtual, but he was friends with a lot of dudes who was there. Tyron was there. Colin Saunders was there. And Marcus Kemp was there. And this was a dude that was dunking and he was making real athletic plays, going way too hard in a, in a celebrity game, by the way. But like he was somebody that <laughs> should like actually with their athleticism, I was like, okay. So it didn't surprise me when he had that two-touchdown day, I think it was two or three days ago in camp when they went the full team, full offense, went full down the field, and I think they scored twice with Kemp. He's definitely somebody that's a good locker room guy. He's athletic, extremely athletic. And, I mean, you surround, you surround Patrick Mahomes with guys who can get separation, uh, can keep the play going, guys like Marcus Kemp who are tall and, and can move fast. I mean, it, you're going to put them on the roster because you never know with attrition in this league. Like You, you never know when a position could be in need.
3: What, yep. you, what you
2: think
0: and about he's that gunner then? too, right? So you I mean yeah he's one of the gunners. Um I wanna yeah. say yeah, I want to say him. I think he's him. Um the yeah. key. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one think, more. Did he
2: say Devon key
3: or he might have said bo bopy? Bo,
0: P. bo P got some yeah,
3: information. Uh, so he said he wanted to he wants to work him. Oh uh, okay. Pringle yeah, for- was the other gunner, okay.
0: Yeah, because I think they, they told him, said he, I think they told gave out a few names of who he wants as the gunners on the team as of right now. So, yeah, he said
3: Kemp and Pringle,
0: and he yep. wanted oh, both, teams. okay.
3: Pringle.
0: Yep, exactly. So, um, so speaking of Devon Key, man, um, I know he's taking, a- hey, we
2: didn't talk about forcing yet.
3: Let him talk about forcing, and Honestly, then we're yeah, gonna yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: go ahead, Book. Go
3: ahead, book. Ask about Fordham no, real quick. No, I want to ask. Him, yeah, I want to ask. Him, what What you think about him? No, I think Roman, he's a guy. he did look good when we went. to no, 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 no. Training camp. So <laughs> we, we
1: he kind of had been. He kind of had been like, like not. I don't want to say a joke, but he had kind of been like a guy that we thought had all the pieces, but never really got the shine for a very long time. Like going to practices last year, I was like, "Why? What's missing? What's the disconnect? Why is he not on the roster? Why has he not made that leap yet?" And this year, it seems like he made it. Dave Toad today talked about that he had gained 20 pounds of muscle in the offseason, which is huge for for any player. And he's a guy that looks like he specifically said he's a guy that doesn't look like a wide receiver anymore. He looks like a tight end. And I agree with that. Maybe it's just the number change that makes him look a little bit more like a tight end. But, I mean, no, he's making plays on the offensive side of the ball. And I I can only imagine after being in Andy Reid's offense last year in the practice squad, now this year in training camp, Things have got to be clicking a little bit more, especially when you go through an entire offseason of not only did y'all lose the Super Bowl, but you weren't really on the team. Why not just go all full into it? Why not gain 20 pounds of muscle in the offseason? And he looks like a guy that's willing to to do anything it takes to get more reps, and he's done that.
0: Yep.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Hold on. Chuck, can you post that comment that that Phil said? Because I said something about this. I know it's training camp. I was trolling earlier. Is this possible,
1: though? You asking Tight me number two, you asking me, is it possible? Yes, sir. anything, it, anything is possible in the words of Kevin Garnett. I, I think that they, <laughs> I think they have invested a lot in Noah Gray. I think all the things that I said for Jody Fortson could probably be said twofold for Noah Gray. And, and it's, a, it's good to have competition in that room because I know how much Chiefs fans were clamoring for a tight end number two last year. It was like we wanted a tight end two. We want to run more 12 personnel. We want to have more versatile things. It shouldn't be just Kelsey getting 145 targets a year, there should be somebody else behind him. Could we see Fortson get more reps later in the season? Absolutely. But tight end two entering the season? Probably not.
0: And that's why I was telling Boogie before uh we hopped on the show, man. I'm like, they already got their two receiving tight ends and then they brought Blake Bell back for the help in blocking. So like he mentioned like what if Jody can block Brandon Blake Bell? And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not turning away Jody from the team, man. I'd love for for Jody to have opportunity one day with the team, but he might just be a, a practice wide player again unless an injury happens. So
2: it, I'll tell you what, though. If it came down to him and Blake Bell, which it probably would, and their blocking was together like this, I would go forcing But I don't think his blocking is on the same level as Bell's is, if that make any sense. Okay. Yeah. That's what I came up
0: with. My cousin, <laughs> brother, what's up, What's Andrew?
3: up, with it, Speaking I'm of definitely okay going to be looking um, at their run blocking in the preseason, though.
1: And it's important. Dave Toad talked about that today. He said we use the preseason to evaluate. I know I don't. I don't really love preseason games. Some people might love them, but that's evaluation for dudes who are on the bubble, man. If, if you're trying to make a spot, if you're trying to beat out a, a tight end, if it's a tight end three four battle, that that block you make in a preseason game is going to make the difference.
0: Yep, definitely. And now, um, and now I before I accidentally cut off Boogie with his question. My fault again, Boogie. Um, I was going to ask you about Devon Key. Uh, I know he had a few reps with the first team, and it looks like they like him a specialty as well. So in your opinion, if things translate over to the preseason and Devon Key puts on a good show, do you think Devon Key actually can make the team?
1: Absolutely. That's what you seeing. Absolutely. What you're seeing right now is not a mirage. They're not putting guys out there just to be putting guys out there. I mean, if you looked at practice two days ago with Juan Thornhill banged up with the groin, Devon Key is out there standing next to Tyron Matthew. I, like, they don't just do that that kind of thing on, on, on accident. The, the reps now, they putting that on tape for a reason. They want to see what it's going to be like uh, when the bullets start flying, as some coaches would say. I think we look at the preseason games. San Francisco, obviously, is coming up uh, a week from tomorrow. That's going to be huge for Devon Key. It's going to be a lot of Devon Key. It's probably the most Devon Key tape we're going to be seeing since – uh maybe week 17 last year. I don't even know if he I don't even know if he he was undrafted, my bad. Um so yeah, let's look at the tape.
0: Yeah, and, and like and like another thing that Devon Key, we gotta look into is that he leapfrogged over guys like Armani Watts, who've been with the organization for a long time. And I know Armani Watts, he's uh slowly working his way back from injury and everything. So uh, you know, is this is this I guess it's a good sign for him, man. Like if he makes a team, you know, it'll be a great story.
3: So who do you, you you don't think this affects Juan at all?
2: No, I think Juan got his polit- position solidified. He just got to get back hundred percent. But I don't know, Key might push him a little mm-hmm. bit though.
0: Yeah, because Juan is coming back from um, he he had I think he had a hamstring injury not so long ago. And um, he was slowly trying to work his way back today um, when they – but the, the Chiefs, they were just going pretty light today as far as Cam's concerned. So, um, we just got to see how Wine progresses from there. But I I think Wine got his spot secure still in my opinion. Uh, but, but
3: health is wealth, right?
0: You're right. Health is wealth. You're right. Health is wealth. So, we'll just have to see on that, man. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know if you asked – Boogie, did you ask him about uh, – your prediction
3: of McCall Harmon already? <laughs> no, I haven't. What What yeah, you think I'll about see. McCall? He, he's looked good in training camp. I'm, I'm trying to get everybody on board for 1K. You
1: coming with me or what? What was the, What was the number at last year? You got to tell me what the number was at last year. Six? Was it?
2: 660? 562? Something like that? Between
1: think, yeah. five and six? I, I, I could, could be on board for it. And we've heard nothing but good things from coaches, players, uh, the like, about his maturity level this year, his approach to this year, uh, his more focus on the fine details this year. I think everybody would like to see him Ooh, five, pick up six. some of that. Some of him pick up some of that production from uh, from from Sammy Watkins. Well, I don't think one K. I think I like that better than than Jody Fortson being tight ends <laughs> too. <laughs> that that's true. <laughs>
3: They okay,
2: 560 last year. Okay,
3: yeah, okay. I thought it was more than that. Okay. <laughs> they, oh, can they, we talk about it? Because she's was... not a. No, go, nah, go ahead, bro. I was about to say they—they they don't think his snap, his targets will go up as much. We said he had sixty targets last year. Yeah. You think it's realistic for him to get how many more targets? Maybe twenty.
1: I this is no reporting. This is no nothing. But I think you get more targets if if you have a better trust with the quarterback. And I don't think it's really going out and crazy and saying the trust hasn't always been there between between Mahomes and, and McCole. I think if the trust is there, I think if you're building that now in training camp, uh, all the numbers will go up because the opportunity is there. the opportunity is there as well. It's not like it's not like Sammy is still there in front of him. Now, Sammy is slide out. You are coming in, you're coming into week one as the quote unquote wide receiver, two, uh, Of course, of course, those numbers are attainable, especially considering now you're building that trust with the quarterback and he sees you with a different maturity, as we talked about before.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I will say this um, I know uh, a couple of fancy sites, they kind of on it right now. For those who play fancy football, in Chiefs Kingdom, McCall Harmon is getting some hype <laughs> as far as like a sleeper. So, so I just want we to.
3: We're doing the Kingdom Cast
0: fantasy Draft, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll
2: get into that. We'll get into that. Okay. Oh, uh, speaking of Sammy Watkins, um, he made a comment this week that said, uh, in Kansas City, I had to worry about what Travis was doing. I had to worry about Tyreek was doing. In Baltimore, I don't have to do that, and I can go for myself. And I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, Did y'all see that comment? What do you think? What do you think Sammy was saying and what did you perceive him to be saying?
1: I'm gonna let Chuck take it. This is my first time hearing it. This is my, this is my first time hearing it. All
0: right, cool. Okay. Oh, you didn't
1: hear the Sammy quote? Okay I did, I didn't.
0: Okay, so so yeah, um how I took it was I felt like Sammy was was I felt like he was kind of right in a sense, you know what I mean? Um we're not saying that. Not saying He's not saying that he felt like he was the number one guy there and that um, all the attention was on him. He's saying that in a sense that when he was called upon at times, he had to make plays. And there was other times where Sammy had to stretch the field himself and open it up for Travis Kelsey underneath or Tyreek Hill on a slant. You know what I mean? Just for example. So I didn't really take Sammy's comments to heart. You know what I mean? Most of the Chiefs teams took it to heart, but – I definitely understood what he
3: was saying, so it wasn't a big deal to me. <clears throat> what you think, Bud? I think he told <laughs> the truth. He playing here. He got Tyreek and he got Elsie. In Baltimore, he got they got some Hollywood. young guys. They yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's not that. <laughs> it ain't he wasn't that. Asked to do as much when he was in Buffalo. He was asked to do more. Now he in Baltimore, it's the same thing. It's not like with the Chief. Like he said, he had to make sure other people was open. Yeah. He the guy now. Like like Chris said, he the guy now.
2: My my take was uh, Baltimore fans should be a little heated at Sammy for saying that. Because it's like, hey, at my last place, I, I had guys around me. And and all I had to do was focus on my little thing, and I was cool. But here, I I gotta be the man. I gotta do everything. I gotta be the guy. That that don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want my new free agent wide receiver come
3: in and saying, "Man, what do
2: y'all got over here? I gotta be the man.
3: <laughs> that's all I gotta do." Should, like that, that kind of disrespectful. They had a job opening for a reason, man.
2: That that's also true. And. I mean, but he took – he took – he don't have the same surrounding pieces. They do got some good tight ends. They do got some coming up receivers. They got some running backs. But it ain't – it ain't what he used to. And the quarterback ain't what he used to. It's going to be a drop-off there. You know, I think Sammy good. Sammy is a good – I think Sammy is a team guy, man. He can block. He do the dirty stuff. But I don't know if he's going to get that in Baltimore because he's going to have to do more. Well, he might do a lot of run blocking in
0: Baltimore, actually. (laughs) Well, I mean, who knows, man? To be honest,
2: my bad, Sammy.
0: (laughs) Who knows, man, because, like, uh, the media definitely told – the media definitely got cut off from taping Lamar Jackson throwing passes after uh, the Ravens put up that ducky through on the outside. I said, man, why would you do that to your quarterback, man? That's embarrassing.
2: Yeah, that was bad. Well, welcome back,
0: Lamar Jackson. He came back from COVID today, so.
2: We'll see how he looks in year.
0: What, this year three for Lamar. Um, I think we'll say year four.
1: Year four. Yeah. Hey, he Way should be far smiling far. more than anybody with that Josh Allen deal, though. I, if I'm Lamar Ooh. Jackson and uh, and Lamar Jackson's mom, who who represents him, I'm looking at that deal thinking I want I want something close to that number right there. Oh uh, yeah, that's definitely the starting yeah. point right this there.
0: Phillip. Yeah, Phillip. yeah, I love Rashad. Davis. Yeah, that's that. that I like David too.
2: Yeah. I'm MVP
3: Josh.
2: too. You you feel like he you feel like he earned that
0: contract?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, Josh. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: You gotta lock these guys up. I mean, once you get your quarterback, this is the National Football League. You you either a team that has a quarterback or you don't. And and when you Josh Allen, a guy who can run, a guy who can throw the ball deep, and you have guys like Stephon Diggs, too, you keep that pair together. You just were at the AFC Championship game last year. I know it wasn't as close. As a lot of Bills fans had hope, but you not blowing anything up. You got your coach, you got your your quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: um, I, I'm just to me. I'm, I mean, I'm not hating on Josh Allen getting his contract. You know, shout out to him. You know, oh, he's a young shit. talent. He's a young talent. Oh, you know, he got shit. locked up while he was young and everything for years to come. But <laughs> he only had one year. Stefan Diggs, man. You see how big a production was with him. It was a major difference on his production. You know what I mean? Because he was having a rough time completing 6% of his passes. And now, the year before that, granted, the Bills did make the playoffs, but I feel like the Bills' defense did more leg work than, per se, Josh Allen. You know what I mean? Even though Josh Allen did run it more than he passed it, then I mean, not saying run more than he passed it but he, ran it, but he ran it more in comparison to now. You know what I mean? I just want to see Josh Allen and how he performs in front of fans and on a weekly basis now, because last year some of these quarterbacks did get the benefit of not having a crowd in front of them. I just want to say that real quick. I, I, just that just I, him, I just want to
2: see them. I just want to see them stack a good season on a good. You got to you got you to gotta yeah. stack those good seasons together. Yeah, prove his consistency. I want to prove as his far consistency. as Lamar. Lamar. Lamar's starting to get those those questions, those doubts. In the playoffs, because hey, I mean, he came up short, like, very, very short. Like, not he fought, like, I hate to compare him to Mahomes. Like, Mahomes versus the Patriots, he fought, and, he, and it was like, if he would have got the ball, they would have won. Am I, am I messing up? But Lamar's been getting blown out in the playoffs and not
3: looking good. Like, no, what is that?
2: You Uh,
0: still gotta pay
3: Lamar. But I say, Lamar still gotta pay Lamar. Yeah,
0: but you gotta pay him. I'm just saying. Yeah.
3: How much you gonna? You
2: gotta pay him though. So.
0: Yeah, and plus, plus he won an MVP, and he finally got the monkey off his back with the playoffs. He finally got a playoff win. You, you gotta pay him. I mean, that's progression.
3: How old is Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen? Say what? Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson is how old?
2: He's like 24, right? 23,
0: 24.
2: Yeah, Lamar's not even in his mid 20s. I don't think. Well, well, they signed a six-year contract. They guarantee.
0: still gonna be
2: 30. Josh got 160. Josh got 160 guaranteed. 150. 150. So that means you gonna have to take. You gonna have to pay Lamar 160,
3: right? Yeah, Lamar got to get paid. Why? Wow. Yeah. You comfortable giving you 160 think Lamar Jackson to get paid more than Josh Allen? Yeah, so. you know how
2: the game go, bro. You think
0: so?
2: You know how the game go. If you got 160, I need 162.
0: Lamar got credentials. Though.
2: Well, sure.
3: <laughs> Are you crazy? I'm not getting the same thing he got. Really? But I would I would pay him 160. I
2: tell you what, if I was Cleveland, I'd go ahead and pay Baker Mayfield for he asked for 160 ain't no way in hell. I would give him 106. Whoa! All, all the teams oh, whoa, need to get whoa, the deals whoa, whoa. done.
1: All the teams got to get the deals done now. Because when the TV money kicks in in two years and the cap explodes, That's all a- these deals, all these deals, gonna be looking like this. Really, right, Pat, right. really, the Chiefs are in a good situation because Pat's deal is now two years old. The money still hadn't hit yet, and and it's gonna be like this when the cap explodes.
3: Yeah, Pat just now starting his deal.
1: Really.
0: Yep.
3: And he got ten years. I think I was worth saying that that deal will look like Brady's deal here in a minute. Since we yep. saw him so early.
2: Okay, you kinda figure that out a little bit. Uh, would you be comfortable paying Baker Mayfield $160 million? $155 no. million? Dollars? Guaranteed? No. I
0: wouldn't, but nope. Not
2: a- no,
0: I wouldn't. But here's the thing, though. Baker been getting advertised all over the league. He's got the progressive commercials and all of that, man. So that kind of factors in. All Baker got to do is just not play. Because he's
3: a
2: star. I no, mean, he because he's he's marketable. The NFL marketable he, Tim, he Tim Tebow. He <laughs> Tim Tebow with more talent.
1: We're not going to do that. We're not gonna do that. I'm yeah, saying, yeah, hold on. No, yeah, no. yeah, hold on, relax. Hold on, no, man. No, <laughs> We're not, no, not, we not gonna do that.
2: <laughs> not in terms of not in terms of skill, Aaron. I'm talking in terms of marketing a guy. Like he's gonna give you a good quote. He looks handsome. He got the he got the nice haircut. You can put him on TV. He's entertaining in commercials. But Baker ain't, <clears> Baker ain't that, I, man. I can't put on, Baker man.
3: up there with Josh Allen and Lamar yet
0: though. I don't
1: think he is either. No, he's not in that tier. I, I think he's close. I think he's close.
0: Yeah, he's a tier below.
1: I think he's close. I think y'all need to remember how close it was oh, against Cleveland, too. I, 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 I've I been talking to a lot of Chiefs fans about this. Like, that that turnover in the end zone and really Chad Henny, and this is a different Kingdom cast today if we keep keeping it a buck. Yeah,
0: I will say that. Here. I will say this real quick, here On that, man, if Patrick Mahomes and not that game, Cleveland's getting 40 balls. <laughs> All
1: right, but that's I'm this. And this? this, the NFL though. NFL stands for not for long. I get it. I know it's a lot of ifs <laughs> and buts, but that's how close you really are. That's the margin of victory in this league. So don't take a lot of this for granted. Like, honest, like honestly, like when we're talking about a lot of these things, and even for we talked to Chiefs ambassadors today, and they, and they say you know the team is on a on a ten year run, but. It, it, you know, it, it can be so close—the margin between winning and losing. Like we can't, we can't forget that. We got three countries on the screen now.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, was, I was hearing
2: like all kind of mumbling, so I had to cut out. I don't Matrix, know why, dude. man.
0: <laughs> Golly, <laughs> I
2: right. am the one, boy.
0: Got that fixed now. I just want to give a shout out to uh, Darren Smith from the ship man. Said, oh, man. Then, man. I <laughs> good to you know, he's always getting, <laughs> he's always getting on mark about something. But anyway, um, <laughs> Eddie High said Baker had the rookie TD record till Herbert beat it last year. That's why he got those commercials. Well, yeah, but, but Baker they, Mayfield heard-
1: is a good quarterback. Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. Totally agree. Yep. Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. But he's still man, three. he still. If, if he you do it this shot, year, I'm with yeah. you.
0: I, I'll say Baker is decent, man. Baker don't have to throw the ball much. He can be adequate. You know what I mean? I've always compared him to Jeff George, man. in My opinion. So,
2: Jeff George. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, Jeff George. Big George. Yes. Why would Jeff
2: you? Compare George? George?
0: Yes, Jeff George, bro.
2: Why? <laughs> What you mean, why? You could have said Jeff Hotsteller, and that would have been a better name than Jeff. No, George.
0: he's Jeff George. He's literally Jeff George, man. Like, as long as Baker doesn't throw the ball that much, he can be adequate, and that's how Jeff George was. If Jeff George wasn't asked to win the game much,
2: George had a cannon, bro. What are you talking yeah, about? That's, that's not the that, right quarterback. Okay.
0: That's what I, where I was going with. Baker got a decent arm.
3: <laughs> Jeff George had one of the he best is. arms in the league, though. That's why I'm like, ah. I... <sighs> Do you, okay, let me ask you, you this, Aaron. <laughs> anyway. let me ask you, y'all Justin Herbert, is Baker better than him? He's who not. Who are you
1: taking? He's not. I'm taking Herbert. And I think Herbert is another person that could challenge Mahomes you, in their division as somebody who could throw the ball and, and and go down the field and score touchdowns and that sort of thing. Yeah. That's
0: my MVP this year,
1: Aaron. I like that. That's, that's a sneaky pick. I like that, though.
0: I got to see the Chargers get healthy, and I got to see how they do with this new coaching, man, because they've been getting a lot of hype on regular as far as national media is concerned. You know what I mean? Because on on paper, yes, they got a lot of talent, but they just don't stay healthy, and then they be having these weird four quarters. They just collapse.
2: You cannot put Chargers and healthy in the same sentence, bro. It's it's impossible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's been like that for a while.
2: Herbert is nice. I would rather pay Herbert than pay Baker. Easily, easily, quick, quickly. You know what I'm saying? The <laughs> Chargers. Chargers get hyped every year. Everybody loves the Chargers. They, 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 they're, yeah, Eddie. they're, Cinderella. Eddie. they're, the, what do they call them? Eddie, they're, they're, you, know they goes. Goes,
0: man. you know how it goes with Chargers. I'm in this year,
3: Eddie. It's me this year. It's me this year. <laughs> I'm all in <laughs> on Harvard, man. <laughs> but as remember, what? You can be. Another guy I think he MVP this
2: year. MVP of who? Of
3: league. League? I do. Yeah, I do. That's Pat. Pat.
2: Pat MVP. He he already sealed that, bro. He he going for that this year. You you motivated Patrick Mahomes?
1: Wow. Oh, he MVP
3: this year, bro. It's wow. no other way. Okay, Eddie. I ain't crazy then. I'm not crazy. Wow, okay. Man.
1: What I'll say about Mahomes MVP is it's harder for him to win the MVP. It's like Chuck's boy Lebron. Like Lebron has a higher oh ceiling. There you go to you get go. MVP. Oh Pat, it's it's oh harder. It's harder for them because not only is it award that the media likes to pass around or, or voters like to pass around, it, it, it's just harder. We've seen their greatness for so long that we're numb to it. I thought Mahomes had MVP like numbers last year, and he sat out a game, so it's just hard. It's just harder for Mahomes to win MVP from now on. Aaron, don't be lying to these viewers like that, man. My boy. What? Wait a minute, Aaron. Aaron, You
2: think that Mahomes already at the Jordan level of MVP status? Where it's like, we could give it to Jordan, but come on, man. We got to give it to Barkley this
1: year. I didn't say we don't give it to him. I didn't say that name because I know that name invokes a lot of – he he even said he doesn't like the comparisons. It's too early for that. But I do think there is a, a, an amount that people get to where, like, we know that Mahomes is great. We want to hear about somebody else's greatness or we want to celebrate somebody else's greatness. Oh, yeah. And that's not to invalidate that Patrick Mahomes is great and that everything that we see from him on Sundays is stuff that we've never seen from a quarterback before. But it's just with those awards, it it, it it it's almost like a chip, a chip on the resume, and people like to pass it around, and that's why you rarely see people stack it up. Brady, sure, I'll get that, but I don't know. It's gonna be harder for Pat to get MVP stacked on top of each other.
2: Okay, I I might agree with that. I I, I you know what? I think that's a good point. Hey, get Tim. Question in Tim is one of our loyal guys. Tim What's our hardest game this year? Tim, the hardest game the Chiefs are gonna face is the Chiefs every week. They gotta bring it. It's gonna be the hardest. That's that's state competition. They gotta they gotta bring it every week. No. Not bored and not sleepwalk through the season.
1: Like they did last year.
0: So they gotta look at themselves in the mirror, basically. What you what you say, Aaron? I want to hear what you say.
1: I was just doing a quick Google of the schedule before I even looked it up. I, I had the Packers game schedule just because that's the sexy matchup that everybody wants to see. The it's at normal. home. It's late in the year. Yada, yada, yada. But uh I mean, there's a couple there's a couple in in division rivalries that I feel like are always the ones that sneak up on you. Right. You, the Raiders game you shouldn't have lost last year. They always have a little extra juice when they play you. You know when you lose to them, it stings a little bit more. So I always look at that game as one you schedule – excuse me, that you circle. And then week four at Philly depends on what they look like. Depends on what they look like this early. It may not really knock you if you lose it too much. Uh, but you never like playing in Philly, especially uh, with the crowd there and then maybe the emotions that that you have for your head coach. Especially
0: they get Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. There you it's go. a different ball game. <laughs> but um, I will say this. That Raiders and Chargers stretch, When um, I think when they play the Raiders Sunday, then they got to play the Chargers that Thursday. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a tough stretch for sure. Um, I'm kind of not liking that stretch. I mean, that could be a stretch where we might split in between that spin, between those four days or whatever. So I'm kind of with you on that, Aaron. You know what I mean? As far as the Raiders go. Or the Chargers. So. I don't that. know, man.
2: They kind of walked through last season. The only reason they lost their Raiders game is because they didn't take them serious, and they got smacked. But they didn't lose no other games
3: after that. Uh, uh, but you, Mr. I don't agree with you. Aaron, please tell him that was last year, man. Please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know they're going to be thinking about it this year. that, that, that there, there are certain things that I, I even buy into when it comes to the divisional matchups more see, more so. The teams that you see more often, the teams that you've heard a little bit more about, the teams that you know when they come in, it's not all, oh, we see them once a year. Uh, I think that might stick with them a little bit more, especially the victory lap. I, I hate to say it, but, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Let me see
2: Eddie's comment. I like Eddie's comment. He said, at Baltimore.
0: Hold on, hold on. Before I get the okay,
2: my
0: Let me get the clearances real quick. Clarence I'm, I'm in the H. So Clarence said, "Can the recipe for this offense stay the same to get back to the Super Bowl?" That's
1: a good question. Let me hop in on that one. I think so. I I think there needs to be more run balance, and I, I've said this from the very beginning. I don't Great. know. I don't know if necessarily last year was the offense was never. Excuse me. The offensive line was never whole. And maybe they were trying to patch plug and fix things there, and they never really got the run sets right. Uh, but I need to see a jump from Clyde Edwards later in year two. I need to see him more confident. I need to see him later in the season. I know he was banged up when it came to that New Orleans game, and, and that affected the, how he finished the year. Uh, I would like to see him involved more in the pass game as well. And and Jarek McKinnon, who's a new addition, I want to see make an impact on Sunday. So balancing the run game a little bit more, and I will I, I'll see them in the Super Bowl.
0: I agree with you, Aaron, because we should have ran the ball more in the Super Bowl with that backup offensive line, man. How you got to have a Division three offensive line? You still trying to throw the ball 50 million times. But, <laughs> but, fair but-, fair. but Eddie's comment, yeah, Baltimore, that's definitely going to be tough. You know, fans could make a difference this, that, that this time, you know what I mean? So, I still think we can beat them. I just got to wait. I just got to wait till they beat us, you know what I mean? So,
3: We can beat every team, but country making this – we're not sleepwalking through this year, bro. Baltimore, uh, Cleveland, Chargers twice, Raiders twice. We're not sleepwalking through this season. Titans?
0: Titans. we're not sleepwalking this
3: year, bro.
2: Oh, God. I hate playing the Titans.
0: (laughs) Bro, we can't beat them in the regular season, dog. We cannot beat them in the regular season for some reason, dog. It's always something fluky going on when we play the Titans in the regular season.
2: I, I think I think the Baltimore thing is getting to enough where they hear that they can't beat us so many times that they're going to be extra motivated for that game. We're still going to smack them, but I mean, they're going to be extra motivated for that for that smacking.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, Boogie Shack is advocating for a lot of things. Boogie, low key, a Patriots. Come on,
3: Chris. Come on, Chris. Don't do it like that, man. <laughs>
2: Yes. Hey, one thing about Tennessee, Julio Jones, he hasn't been practicing at all lately, has he? Super.
0: Anybody know? Heck, but I know, man. I'm only been focusing on us, really. Get
1: when used, used to it. As a former Falcons fan, Julio Jones does not practice. I'm just letting you know that now. I, I had him hey, in hey, fantasy multiple years. I was a Falcons fan. He does not practice. He, he's a game-time uh-huh. decision going into the game and then you find out when the inactives and the actives come out whether he's going or not. Last year he missed more games than he had since his rookie year – or excuse me, his sophomore year. But previous to that, he had been a pretty healthy player, and I hope he rebounds to health in Tennessee. He was an awesome contributor in Atlanta, and we all know what difference maker he can be when he's on the field. But Julio doesn't practice. He, he don't practice.
2: Oh, Aaron, Falcons fan, right? you a Falcons fan, right? So when Dion came back, and smacked up um uh, uh left eye boyfriend Andre Rising. Whose side was you on,
1: Aaron? Country, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm only 24. 24. Oh, okay. Two I'm four. Gonna... Yeah, you done aged me out the game. My, cheese, <laughs> my Wait, chiefs, my chiefs, Falcon. On, yeah, I'm only 20. Yeah. i actually 25 in a couple weeks. Yeah. Hey, that's crazy. yeah. What the heck? My my Falcon's Chiefs memories are country like country old, man. <laughs> mine are like <laughs> Eric Berry picked two. I remember where I was when I watched that because I was like, wow. okay, Matt Ryan. Yeah, I was like, Matt Ryan, all right, we about to go in. <laughs> man, yeah, that was that wow. that was that was tough. But uh Tony G is another connection that we share, Chiefs and uh Falcons. I always consider Tony G a chief. I can have him. Oh, him.
2: whoa, really? Yeah. <laughs> we still kind of salty about what Tony said, man. Man. Chiefs
0: kingdom.
2: We we, yeah. we we owe Tony that. We owe Tony mm. to send him to a contender, bro. He needed he had he had suffered long enough. He he needed that. I'm I I wish he would have won there, actually. I know that might be like <laughs> blasphemy yeah. in Chiefs Kingdom, but <laughs> Yeah,
0: I'm just like whatever on that. Who,
2: who was your favorite Falcon then? Who come we all come on, Chris.
0: <laughs> Chris you on you, Bushy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Who's
1: your favorite Falcon in? Uh, probably eleven, man. Yeah, eleven or seven? Uh, uh, eleven or seven? I know seven spent some time up here, but uh, honestly, growing up watching Vic is what is probably what got me into into the NFL, man. It was like a phenomenon—the Michael Vick experience and yeah. and and Ward Dunn and, and Tony Duckett. and we had Algie wow. Crumpler. It was a whole era, man. I remember the dome, the Georgia Dome, was rocking back then because the Falcons were good enough to make the playoffs. But after that, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was about it. They was good enough to get in, but and it's just perfect that it capped off in, in the Super Bowl the way it did with <laughs> with that lead. But yeah, man, growing up watching the Falcons is just kind of how I fell in love with the game.
0: But Vic did have some. What great about Rodney white Vic did have some great moments. Like he was the first quarterback to beat Brett Favre in Lambeau Field in the snow. And then he also led them to the NFC championship game when they eventually lost to the Eagles. So, you know, Vic did some great things for that Falcons organization. And, of course, everybody remember back in 2004, one of the best football games ever created. Like, the dude was literally a cheat code on that game.
1: No Falcons. The no Falcons rule. You couldn't, eat, couldn't <laughs> yeah. use the Falcons because cause of Vic, man. And that seven jersey, I still I still have it. Couldn't even give it away. I got all my Vic stuff, my all my memor- all memorabilia from that era because – he was special, man. He did he did it in a different way, and he was authentic to him. Right, it, he wasn't anybody else. I, I had never seen an athlete like that where he he had his own style, he had his own brand. It, that I guess that puts my age on what it is. But Vic was the dude who was like the guy, you know.
2: No,
1: <laughs> so nah, them
2: I, red Falcons jerseys was the bomb. The red with the white. Ah, yeah, I used to have a Vic. My cousin bought my big jersey and with the jail in it. I never seen it again. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. doing it you, bro. Wow. 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 I bought a wow. fresh new big jersey. Oh, cuz let me
3: borrow that. I'm like, go ahead, bro.
2: It went to jail.
3: I was like, oh God. They in the county rocking that right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is back when Vic was still in the league, like in Atlanta. He was still in
2: Atlanta. Uh. <laughs> I had no I do too, though. <laughs> I was a I was a Warwick Dunn fan because I'm a Florida State fan. So Dunn is Dunn was the truth, man. Dunn was nice. Dunn was nice, man. And off the field and on the field, he was nice. So he still does for people like the single mothers. He still do that, man. And
1: hey, you know, Deshaun Watson is one of those kids too, man. If, if you want to see it come full circle. Deshaun Watson is, is one of the kids who actually received a house from Warren Dunn's foundation, him and his mom. And Deshaun Watson was a, for, a former Falcons ball boy, too. I mean, it's just it, – it's it's crazy how you see some of the stories come together in, in sports, man. Sports helps bring those things to life. Yeah. Dope.
0: So, overall, Aaron, like, uh, uh, of your assessment of the Chiefs 2021 training camp so far, like, who's been the standout for you on um, – offense and defense special teams like who's the guys that have been standing out for you so far based on o- what
1: you think? offense has certainly been tyreek hill uh he hadn't missed a step it, it, it's crazy i remember one day i'm sitting there looking at all the balls thrown his way it, it, it's not even close it, it, if it's close he's grabbing it if it's not he's right he's right there under it i mean it's he, he he's a pro bowler he's one of the best wide receivers in the league and we shouldn't take his in for granted when we talk about Kelsey. And when we talk about what Mahomes can do, Tyreek Hill has to be right there. Because, I mean, pound for pound, what he's doing at the position that he's at, uh, it's crazy. So I give Tyreek Hill my helmet sticker on offense. Defense is Willie Gay Jr. I know y'all probably tired of hearing the buzz for for, for Willie Gay, man, but he's earned it. Especially considering how he ended last year and we didn't get to see him. And then he even told us us this year after one of the days of training camp that he couldn't even fly with the team because of COVID. So he wasn't even there for the Super Bowl, which is, which is tough. But, man, talk about a guy who has flashed. He's one of the guys first walking down the hill, which is him and Tyra Matthew, first guys onto the field. Uh, he's got the green dot on. He's making calls. Uh, one day I got him on my lens. He, he intercepts Patrick Mahomes, and then right away, no celebration, he goes to making the call for the next play. I mean, the maturity that you see from this guy uh, is it, crazy. So i give him my helmet sticker on defense. I definitely look for him to be an impact player this year. And then Butker has been consistent on special teams. Uh, he's somebody that was inconsistent at times last year, and I was one of the loudest critics on Twitter being like, yo, what's going on? Can we shine more attention on this? This is a story. You can't keep missing extra points. You can't keep doing this because it's going to come back to bite you. And all year you hear, no, 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 he'll get it right. He'll get it right. Uh, he had his big moment, obviously, against L.A. last year, which was cool. But to see him go through his work, to see, to see the kind of the kind of the – the process that he goes through to get ready each and every day, uh, you, it, it reminds you that he's one of the most consistent guys in the National Football League for a reason.
2: Is it, is it crazy that when he's doing the extra point, you're like, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, good, good. But when he like kicking a 55-yarder, you'd be like, oh, man, that's money. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the thing well, is, this though, good. like
0: our red zone offense struggled last year, man, so – He had to do a little more work than what he was accustomed to. Like, the other day I was out there in camp. They was working on some red zone stuff, and, like, the defense been locked in. You know, they didn't make it easy on the offense, but the offense had some great moments too. So, you know, (coughs) hopefully improving that area this year. That's one area we definitely got to improve in. So, Buckman have to do much work as far as kicking.
2: I definitely don't want Harrison out there more than 30 times. I don't want him kicking 40 field goals. Uh, We don't need that. We don't want that. And I shouldn't have to, but I'm just saying, when when he lining up for a 58 yarder, you believe in it. You like, man, he gonna, that's money right there. But when he lining up for a 20 yard extra point, you like, oh, I don't know. Like Harrison be tripping sometimes. Yep. Exactly. So yeah. I'm, I'm sleeper like- guy. Who's your sleeper guy, Kent? Under radar
1: guy. Uh, is it possible that Creed Humphrey is under the radar? I mean, this guy's gonna start yeah. day one, day one as a rookie at, at center. He's snapping the ball to him. He's touching the ball first. Remember this, Mahomes doesn't get the ball until Chris Humphrey, until Creed Humphrey gets the ball. So for him to come right. in, had an anchor that he does. He's going up against Nadi every day in practice. He's going up against Jared Reed every day in practice in some of these one on ones. Maybe we're not giving uh, Creed Humphrey enough shine for what he's doing in his rookie training camp.
0: I'm with you on that because a lot more people are taking because uh, way more people are talking about Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey and Creed Smith is his own too, man. So, like, with that being said, man, on the offensive line, it looks like it looks like it's gonna be Brown, Tooney, Humphrey, and Smith. All right, so that right tackle spot, okay. We've seen Lucas N'Gai have his opportunities. He's progressed a little bit. He's gotten a little better, but it still it still doesn't seem like he's locked it up. And then Mike Rimmers. He's, he's I think he's almost on his way back. And then you uh, got Kyle Long, who hasn't even been with the team all camp because he's still rehabbing for injury. So, like, who do you think is going to get that right tackle spot? Like, does Ramos get it the entire year? Does Kyle Long come in and steal it at some point? Or does Niang just surprise people and get it? Like, what's your opinion on that?
1: I don't know. I don't think the Chiefs know. I don't, I don't think even the three or four guys that you mentioned really know. I mean, it could be any combination of those guys because we haven't seen them. I mean, we haven't seen Mike Rimmer. We we haven't seen Kyle Long. Like These guys are banged up, but we know that the team that you see week one is the team that you may not see come Super Bowl 56, come the AFC Championship game, come some, some of these important games. Uh, I'd probably give Lucas the – Lucas Niang, the edge now because that's the guy who I've seen the most, and that's the guy who I've seen take reps. Uh, but but who knows, right? Uh, ask me that question in a month or two, and I can have a different answer. Cool,
0: I like I like the answer.
1: You know what? I feel I feel the
2: same way about cornerback too, Aaron. Like you, we don't know if it's going to be Hughes and uh, Baker or Ward and, and and Fenton. We don't know who. It's the same. That's the only two battles at training camp: right tackle and cornerback.
1: And the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? Like, it, it, it's not black or white. Like, it's kind of gray. Like, it might be a combination of both. It might be a guy who plays really well and then gets hurt, or it might be a guy who doesn't play well and gets replaced. Like, it could be so many different combinations of things, I think, because we're in training camping, because we haven't had football in so long. People are so ready to anoint guys. Oh, this is our starter, and he's going to be the starter the whole time. But that's just not the way it's going to work.
0: Yeah, to me, like, at cornerback, it seems like it seems like has got the other spot, man. Like, whenever Snead goes in the slot, it's, I'm been seeing Hughes out there for the most part on the outside. Like, I know they put Baker out there, but Baker is still it's still taking him a minute to recover from his nasty, you know, leg injury that he suffered in Week 17. So, I know Hughes was uh, – he was covering Tyreek in the one-on-ones at times. And, you know, that's a really, really tough task to cover Tyreek Hill. But I remember one play in the red zone, you know, he held his own – Got a pass, got a pass break up on Tyreek. So, um, it looked like they liking Hughes a lot more on that outside. And, so, and they hmm. said
3: Hughes was gonna do punts too, I heard. Yeah, he was taking
2: snaps. Yeah, yeah, second snaps.
3: Uh, my guy in the comments so said, uh, we'll, be, we'll be surprised
2: how he is. Who, who, who is who is saying Warden at first? I like uh, uh, man, I do not know his first name. Um, Tershawn, Tershawn
0: Warden. Tershawn Warden. Yeah.
2: yeah, I've been hearing this man a lot too. He's been popping up a lot too.
0: Yeah. Warden is fast, man. Like he gets off, he gets off the ball pretty well, man. Like
2: you know what? You know who we haven't been hearing a lot? Orlando Brown Jr. Is that good? Is that bad?
1: I think we've seen good and bad from Orlando Brown Jr. in camp. I mean, I think when the trade was made, it was like, now we have an established tackle who we could put there, and he'll be the guy. But he still has warts, just like all these guys. He's come in and says, you know, I'm not a complete player yet. I think one of his first interviews, he said, I still haven't put my best football on tape as an NFL athlete. But he's somebody that uh, it seems like he's anointed in that position, he'll make mistakes. But he's ultimately gonna be the guy.
0: Yeah, and my thing with Leonard Brown is this, like, um, I know in the one-on-ones, um, he hasn't it looks like he's been losing here and there, but at the same time, he he's coming from he's coming from the Ravens where they was mostly like a run scheme type offense. You know what I mean? Greg Roman, he kind of runs that uh, I wouldn't say option style offense, but you know, just just like Lamar Jackson doing a bunch of fakes. Or he'll either keep the ball or he'll throw the ball or head out to the running back. So he's kind of coming from that system. I think Orlando Brown, you know, he'll get back to what he was when he played in Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Because Oklahoma, they was passing the ball quite often. You know what I mean? So I just think it's just taking him a minute to get acclimated. But I'm not going to put too much stock in his one-on-ones. At the end of the day, I expect Orlando Brown to end up being one of the top left tackles in the league.
2: I'm just like, look. If Chris Jones is destroying everybody on the O-line, I'm not mad at that because it's not – That's like Chris I Jones, said, man. It's Talk Aaron Donald, Chris Jones. Like, it's not too many Chris Jones in the league, bro. Like, yeah, I got hey, to relax. Like, Chris Jones, he got paid for a reason.
3: Yeah, that – Aaron, him. I want to ask you something, man. The, this whole time we was talking about Chris Jones going to D-end and all this, we never really talked about what if he actually is better at the end than he was at D tackle.
1: That's true. We'll see. Uh I, I think it opens up it opens up more possibilities for the defensive line at the end of the day. Uh I I think he'll have more snaps at D tackle than he will at D end. Um but situationally for for him to be able to, to be versatile and move in and move out it, it can only help Steve Spagnolo, right? All right. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of versatile guys on that
2: line, man. I like that. I like it that Warden is going to go inside, he's going to go out. Um, uh, Dana is going to go inside, he's going to go out. Jones is inside out. You just never know what they're going to do when they on the field. Like And to put that thought, that extra doubt into an opposing offense, that sounds like a win for us.
0: Yeah, the scary thought is that Chris could be even more dangerous out, out on that edge, man. He looks pretty quick to be on that edge. He Lost looked the
2: He definitely looked apart. He looked like a DN right now, a scary DN, a big, huge pause.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: didn't didn't Spagnolia
3: rotate his D-line with the Giants, too? When they won yeah. that Super Bowl, didn't they rotate their D-line?
0: Yeah, he ran the NASCAR package. You know, he had five defensive linemen, you know, here and there. So, <laughs> you may see some of that, but – I want to talk about Frank Clark. I want to talk about Frank Clark because there's, there's, there's been some there's Chiefs fans that are down on Frank Clark based on what they've seen in camp and stuff. But to me, do you think that stuff is overblown with Frank Clark? Like, there's people talking about, oh, it's the same old slow move for Frank Clark, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just going off the fact that Frank Clark showed up big for us before, and I'm just not really concerned about that. What do you think about that, Aaron, as far as the criticism?
1: uh in nine times out of ten whenever I see the criticisms of Frank Clark is always tied to his contract number so so which one is it is it that Chiefs fans don't like the number that he has or is it they don't like the production that he has because they always seem to pick and choose which one they like at which time that affects them ultimately I think Frank Clark is great for the Kansas City Chiefs D-line because he's multiple he can move around and the sack numbers are there when you need them the most uh Frank Clark is somebody that I feel like impacts winning as well. I'm not going to say that he's the reason why they won the Super Bowl, which is another thing that got blown up on social media. But uh, Frank Clark is a guy that locker rooms around the league would die to have because there's one thing that you cannot teach, and that's rushing the passer. Yeah. 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 Big Ozy Clark. <laughs> I, I like
2: it. I love that, Chris. I'm <laughs> be running
0: with that.
2: <laughs> Big Ozy, Big U-
0: Listen, I remember a tweet that Sully said, dog, Sully said, man, hey, that just means that just increased our intimidation on that front
2: line. (laughs) Yo, Aaron, man, we we certainly appreciate you coming on, man. We uh, uh, love getting the uh, on-hand retakes of what's going on in the camp, man. You young guy. You're doing your thing, man. We're proud of you. Keep moving. Keep grinding. Uh, Oh, man, how did I forget? You talked to Peter King today, which is like, how awesome is that? Uh, (laughs) Congratulations on Peter King by himself. But uh, he said some good things about Torres. You know Torres, right?
1: Yeah, man. I had I had been fortunate enough to do a couple of segments. It, I once again I started here in Kansas City about a year and a half ago. And in that time, Therese reached out, we talked, we we did a couple of Zoom segments, and, and man, it just like the most welcoming guy, right? Like the the like knew everything about football. Um and just was warm and welcoming to me. And, and that news was just shocking, right? I feel like everybody felt that. Um and just learning about his learning about his, his work ethic and learning about uh, what this community meant to him and what the the community is saying about him now in return it's just it's crazy. Talking with Peter today about it, 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 he said that. And I hope I'm not I hope I'm not butchering this. You can go on. I actually retweeted the clip. Nick Jacobs, who who works with me at or works me at forty one, uh, he was the one who actually asked the question. I want to make sure to give him the credit as well on that but it, 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 yeah he great content creator has great stuff he had that victory lap story <laughs> exclusively as well has been in kansas city covering the team since 2004 i believe but he asked peter king about Therese's legacy because uh, uh peter king did a long story this this offseason about um, therese's passing and what his legacy means not only to kansas city but black journalists as a whole young black journalists who want to get into this industry who who love the game of football, who, who who see it the same way that Therese sees it and has that passion. And you can tell that not only he's missed, but his spirit lives on in, in the people who are still working, not only here in Kansas City, but around the National Football League. And if you haven't seen that clip yet, it, it's up on Twitter. Yes,
0: yeah, great yeah. stuff, man.
2: Everybody make like, sure y'all go check that out, man, and,
1: and, and support
2: that for Aaron and support everything you do. And uh like I said, man, keep grinding, keep giving us that good content, keep doing your thing, man, and and we'll see you in the stars.
1: <laughs> hey, nah, I appreciate y'all having me on. Definitely. It's gonna be a long ride here. I'm here. I gotta get back on the cast. We're gonna have to do something in person or something when everybody when everybody's good to go and all that kind of stuff. And we're gonna uh I appreciate y'all having me on. For sure. Man. But so, we'll be there Sunday, too, man. We okay, will but- be here- Sunday, I'll be there. Y'all got my y'all got my information, and anybody who's watching too, same thing. Don't be don't be afraid to reach out. That kind of thing. I'm new in town, so if y'all want to show me the best barbecue spot, please do that. <laughs> oh man, don't do that. Don't
2: do that. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> the be lit, man. Where your girl at? <laughs> don't do that, man. Get yourself in trouble, bro. Now, hey, one thing, one last thing about going to camp. Camp was fun. We 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 sat with Kent and. BJ came by and Chief Bearcat. Yeah. it was fun, man. We had a great time. I did look over at that tent and I was looking for that bucket hat for Therese, bro. And it, I didn't cry or nothing, but it was like moments of like, man, I, I you, you would look for Therese and you knew, you knew who Therese was. You know what I'm saying? So, I did kind of look at that media tent a couple of times, like, man, I miss my guy, bro. But it was fun, man. If y'all haven't made it up to training camp, please go to training camp support. It was fun. It was a whole bunch of people up there. They got a lot more room this time. That that extra heel they got in the back is, man, whoever thought of that is a genius because, bruh, it used to be, that used to be terrible. <laughs> but, like the stands right. were full. The fans was all in tune, man. And we'll be out there Sunday. It's going to be a lot. Of, I think uh, Hams is going to be out there Sunday couple other guys. I think Jordan coming this time, Chuck. So we'll be out there. Uh if you guys are out there, y'all see us, y'all see Aaron. You know, say like, what's up, man. Yeah. Six feet or whatever y'all want to do. That's none of my business. Uh you know what I'm saying? Just show love. We'll show
3: it back to y'all. So take us out, Boogie. Before we, we leave, up, I'm sorry. My my boy asked me I gotta ask man. What? I'm sorry. I, I gotta do it. <laughs> What you think about the Lakers offseason moves, Chuck? Before we get off here, man. Jesus
2: Christ! This is offseason moves, bro.
3: I told y'all in the back chat <laughs> we were not gonna talk about LeBron on this show
0: for
3: a minute, dog. No, not him. I just want the, the moves of the Lakers. Not everything not him. has to do with him. It's gonna come <laughs> back to him anyway. I, I didn't even bring up
0: LeBron. I said the Lakers. You
2: could ask him about move. Jerry West and he came back to LeBron.
0: Hey, man, listen, dog. The Lakers re- recreated the 60% of the 2012 NBA All-Star game lineup and a few other the guys, so it is what it is. They, they better make the Western Conference Finals. With that amount of talent. That's all I'm going to say on that.
3: <laughs> so do you Try have them no winning
0: money. next year? Do I have them winning? No. <laughs> okay.
2: Which one of your three teams you got winning? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Until the next episode of Kingdom Cast, we're out of here, people. See y'all Sunday. Hey. <laughs>